Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Sherm in the Booth. Ooh, ooh. My name is Sherm. You guys are some true Chicagoans for coming out in January. It's snowing outside, it's freezing, and you're at the f***ing club at 1 a.m. Boys with the bass, yeah, boys, boys, bass. Who am I talking to right now? You're famous. <laughs> free food, free drinks, music. Girls, let's go. Do you like it? Cool. If you don't, goodbye. <laughs> I'm missing the most important part. Boys in the face, yes. We should throw like a crazy like bar mitzvah party. This, this is crazy. Send me stems. I finished it. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? How is everyone doing? Just wait, you know it kicks in like three to five seconds afterward. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? It has been too long, but I am so happy to be back. For those that didn't know, I got married in July and went on my honeymoon to Greece with my wife, Maya. We had such an amazing time, and it was a much-needed break. Remember to always take time for yourselves. But you already know I will be back and coming in hot with a big episode for the great return of Sherman the Booth. I am so excited to have Chicago DJ producer Jake Shore Drive on for Sherman the Booth 212. Last time Jake was on was September 2020, and so much has happened since then. Needless to say, we had a lot to catch up on. In episode 212, we got it all in and jumped right into his discography. Now, although Jake has been in the music industry for years, he only started producing two years ago, but has been hammering out release after release since then. We ran through some of his biggest tracks like Who High with Chris Diaz and Fireman on Hood Politics Records, his massive hit Rock Your Hips with Mike and Me, and of course, his banging remixes of tracks like A, B, C, D, E, F, U, and About Damn Time. This man is truly coming into his own in the studio and is creating amazing music. Now, some of you might recognize Jake from TikTok, and he had multiple videos go absolutely viral, and they were of him showing house music to his third grade class. He was featured in Newsweek, DJ Mag, and multiple other news outlets for his unique approach to classroom culture and education. We discussed the power of TikTok and how this engine helped him organically blow up his track, Rock Your Hips, and his brand. Incredible stuff. We also got deep on mental health and sobriety. And one of the many reasons Jake and I are good friends is because we always make sure to check in on each other's mental health. Most people only see the finished product of what we create and want more. But you can't run on empty. You have to recharge. Jake is also very outspoken about his sobriety from alcohol and shared some of his highs and lows on his journey from being sober in the music industry. Really powerful conversation. and Thanks so much for sharing, Jake. Watching Jake Shore Drive grow over these past few years has truly been a pleasure to witness. He is an artist whose mission is to make an impact on the world but have a damn good time doing it. Homie deserves some serious acknowledgement on his endeavors. He's supported artists like DJ Snake and Sidepiece recently. He's racking in hundreds of thousands of streams and most importantly, helping the younger generation of artists come into their own. Thank you for coming back on the show, my man, and spending time with me. This is a very special episode. Now enough of me talking, let's get into it right now so you guys can hear a story for yourselves. This is episode 212 with Jake Shore Drive. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome. Sherman the Booth is back, baby. And I'm here with a star 
but a former Sherman the Booth guest, and I just want to say really quick, it's been two years, 9-16-2020 since the last time you were on. Jake Whoa. Shore Drive, welcome, baby. I'm back. I made it. Victory! You don't understand how long I've been texting you. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited to be on this. Oh, sorry, I messed up your new mic. I'm so excited to be here doing the full thing. Yeah, how crazy is that that last time we were here, it was... I wasn't here. It was COVID, and I was yeah. on my. We were it was IG live. Yeah, we it was were, IG live, and, and I, oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so, so happy for you too, man. September 2020, bro. September 2020. There has been a lot of changes in our lives. I just got married. I just, <laughs> I just resigned from teaching. Yeah. And I'm no longer a teacher. Yeah. Which is bonkers. And you were a teacher for 10 years. Uh, this would have been my ninth year. Nine years. Let's round it up. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, almost a decade, man. And it's a long time. You know, think about anything that you've done or known, people that you've known for 10 years. I, I'm, I made some really true friends at the place I worked. Absolutely, you no, did. Know people's families. Yeah. Um, definitely wasn't an easy decision, but I think a necessary one. Yeah. To really see what this whole, what this whole thing is about. Somebody said earlier today, it's go time. That's right, Jake. It's go time. And if you didn't already think it was go time, yeah, yeah, I, it's yeah. kind of been go time. It's true. But uh, it's yeah, always been go time for it's you, go man. It's go time, baby. And we were talking about this earlier. Like, you, you've really had a great vision. And, and that's what I want to ask you, right? Like, since you've last been on, so much has changed. And if you could nail it down or maybe to a few moments, what's been one of the most impactful moments for you on a professional or personal level over the last two years? Oof. I'm man. back. I'm yeah. fucking back. The questions are legit. <laughs> Wait, and I don't have any time to prep for these questions. No, no, no. This no. Is he has no cuff, idea. People. He has no idea. Um, well, I think there's. I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound like I'm. Let's just put it out there. I don't care what I say. Yeah. There's been a lot. Yeah. There's been a lot of great moments, Absolutely. and I am so blessed for every single one of them. And what I was thinking about earlier today is there's been so many moments that would have never happened mm -hmm. if I didn't just say, just in the moment, choose to do something or meet somebody or send that message or send that text or ask that question. Yeah. But I think, you know, I'm gonna start with the biggest one, rock your hips. Yeah, man. Now we're gonna listen to this track together at the beginning of the interview because it comes up a lot and I really want you guys to understand how impactful this track has been for Jake and how incredible it is. So let's listen right now. It's called Rock Your Hips by Jake Shore Drive and Mike and Me. fucking answer oh my lord <laughs> okay i've always thrived off attention it's it's really my my drug of choice uh because i don't drink so it's like i got you know but um yeah. i got more attention than i've ever wanted in my entire life but i i it was for all the right reasons right uh funny story about that kind of talking about what we just said is like that wasn't even supposed to come out mm -hmm. i just had that as a little whip I remember last summer, I heard that song on a TikTok. Yeah. Heard the original, which if most people don't know, it's Rock Your Hips from Crime Mob. Um, Banger. 
Yeah, that was like 2000s, heart of 2000s. Just it was the snap. You know, everybody was in the snap special culture. Time for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was a special time for us. But I heard it and I was like, yo, that thing's got some that thing's that that's got some potential to flip. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's all I was thinking about. And I just I started working on it, sent it off to some homies, got some feedback. Didn't you know, didn't have anything really any idea for it. And um, it was at the time on TikTok where just a week or two before I just started to post about playing house music for my students. Yeah. I had a note that was sent to me from one of the kids that blew up. And, mm -hmm. and for a second there, I was like, oh, am I going to be known as like just the teacher, mm -hmm. you know, which is great. Nothing wrong with that. But I yeah. knew my end, I know my end goal and I want to be known for my music. Yeah, of course. And then two weeks later, I post, I, I just was like, I'm just going to post stuff from my shows and see what hits. Bro, I posted that teaser of Rock Your Hips <laughs> at Soundbar. Yep. Dropped it and put my phone down. That was my headline show night. There right? was your headline yes, show yes. night. In so again, January. So again. Let's put timestamp on it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, January, yeah. you like had the song pretty much done, right? Uh back in so I started in the summer, had the song. No, I didn't have the song done yet. Didn't have it even done yet. Wow. Didn't even have it done yet. I think a couple of weeks beforehand, I there were, I am kind of all over the place with the story. Sorry. <laughs> I, a couple of weeks beforehand, I just want to get to the point that like, dude, yeah. I shot my shot. Yes. But there were certain things that happened. Like if I didn't know you, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to play it at that specific location. Yeah. If I didn't ask a homie of mine that goes by Sabi, shout out Sabi, who is a dope uh, cinematographer to just come out with me that night, who would have been there to film it? I don't know. Um, so that's crazy. And then on top of it, about a week or two before now that I think about it. So it had been semi done. Yeah. And, um, Again, shoot your shot, folks. Shoot your shot because I saw a guy named Mike and me that was floating around the SoundCloud playlist making dope remixes. Yeah. I really liked his style and yep. I found him on Instagram and I shot him a message and said, hey, bro, I got some similar vibes that, to yours and I really love your music. I was wondering if you can give me some feedback on mine. Mm -hmm. as, as green as I could be, just like, can you give me some feedback <laughs> on my music? I also threw in a couple whips in there yep. and he's like, what's that one? I was like, well, rock your hips. He's yeah. like, what's that? That baseline is that's my that's that's what I love. I like send me that one and let's finish it. Okay, so he made a, a real rough or whatever, and that's what I started playing at the shows, and that's what I played that night. Yes, and um, it wasn't even finished really. But when I posted it, I posted it. Here's another tip. I'm giving away all my juice right now. I posted the same video three times in a row. Yeah, but I repurposed each and one of them. Hmm. One of them I said, should I release this? The next one I said. Um, something of the likes whatever and then the other one it was because in the video i actually leave the dj booth and go dance with kimberly yes my girlfriend and yes. so i i made that the funny one is like not me again leaving the dj booth to go <laughs> flirt with a baddie i put my phone down yeah and 15 minutes later after my kids went out to recess i checked my phone yeah it had the one about the girlfriend had three hundred and fifty thousand views in 15 minutes I was like, I couldn't believe my eyes. Like your phone was broken. Yeah, bro. I was tweaking and I started reading the comments and it's all about the song. What is this song? What is this song? What is this song? What is this song? I was like, yo, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> so then I got, I was like, okay, cool. And then the original one started to fucking catch fire. And I got smart about it and I was like, okay, what am I going to do with this one? So I, I pinned it and I, or I pinned a comment, tag Chris Lake. Everybody started tagging Chris Lake. 
But Chris Lake wasn't really on TikTok. I don't even think he's on TikTok. He just got right. on Right. So who knows? He probably got so many fucking messages from me. Like, or so many, like, so many <laughs> notifications. Uh, poor, whatever. But he ended up not doing anything with it. I self-released it, right? But yeah. Dude, what a moment. That really was the, the, it just was perfect timing too with all the teaching stuff. Yeah, man. Because I, then we made a, and the, the, we made a dance to it. Yeah. Which the first dance I made to it. Because it wasn't the whole rap song. No, no, right. no, no, no. It was just that little piece. And that's all that people really cared about was just yeah, that, of course. you know, rock your hips and make it wiggle, right? Yeah. Um, so obviously I think rock your hips was such a momentous moment for me. And you want to talk about people coming out of the I mean in the people some people say this in a mad way but people coming out of the woodworks yeah not only people that I knew but people that I never thought I would ever be in contact with I mean loud luxury took it and played it in front of people and called it the next do it to it didn't end up that way which I don't really care but I talk with them now every remix I put out they hit me up and say send me that you hung out with them at fucking heatwave bro yes yeah I mean went to their set hung out uh caught them just it's just bro it's just crazy what that all the doors that opened yeah and all the uh, attention that it got but more so just the the timing of it all was so perfect i think mm-hmm. you know that another really big moment was the teaching pieces of it was yeah. um the wave that i kind of created at not only my school and my school community but it was something that was felt heard and seen all over the world for the first time in my life i had people from south africa from all a bunch of places I just would never even imagine, like Ireland, a lot of people in Canada commenting, saying how much they love this, saying how much this is impact. I wish my kids had a teacher like you. I wish my principal would let me do this at my school. I would, wow. you know, just all this, you know, and a time when there's been so much negative media, yep. specifically negative media with schools. Yep. To take a step back and think and look at it like I may have been a huge positive light in that. Self it's really powerful too, bro. Self yeah, self release, which like, is cool. I, I really don't want that to be forgotten. Like the power of you. I don't know how else to say it, right? Like, and this comes up all the fucking time. Self releasing. Is it possible to be successful? Is it possible mm-hmm. to be playlisted? You need a label to get exposure. Blah blah blah. The answer has always been no. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of extra effort. Yeah. No, it does. There's no denying that, right? Like in all the success, you put a lot of effort into that track. I put a lot of effort into the, the, I mean, to to be fair, um, I'll be be completely honest with you. I had the full on idea. Yep. I had the original idea. I had the layout. Mike and me perfected that motherfucker. He, he, that guy can produce. And he's from Croatia. So here's, here's another, here's another side of it. I'm now in constant communication with some guy I've never met in Croatia. And he's just like me. He's yeah, 29 man. years old, bro. And he kills it out there. He plays like some of the biggest places. He's f- best friends with Matroda, which was which is crazy. Yeah, is he, Matroda Croatian? I don't know. He's I have no idea. Of some yeah, sort. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah. he did a lot of the legwork on it. And I, but I also did a massive amount of the leg. Did you see any videos from Mike and me? He's just not a video guy. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. But I pushed a lot. And I don't think he even could believe what was going on. Yeah. Like I was sending him videos. that was like, dude, do you see what happened on TikTok today? Mm-hmm. And I don't think he understood. And then like when yeah. Loud Luxury pushed it and like it started to get more and more real to him. And then the first day, I think the first day we hit like just an, a, a, for me at that point, a bizarre number of streams. Yep. And there's nothing more realer than that. But yeah, the self-release thing, you know, coming back to that, it's like, I honestly did that out of a necessity. Yeah, exactly. Because I just didn't, I've never really had 
lines of communication open with um, with a lot of labels. N nothing against them, but it's it's hard if you don't know somebody. Yeah. But Polly. I know. It's true. I think I know. Oh, your water? Yeah. Hey, somebody wants some water? I think. I think. No, I'm good. You sure? I don't remember. <laughs> I just got excited. I don't know. You started pointing at me. Hood Polly, of course. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I, we knew each other. You got very close with them at the Hood Polly boat party, which was still in my one of the best parties I think I've ever been to. Yeah. The amount of talent that was on that boat it's in house up. music was insane Looking at that back, point. Yeah. Uh, sponges, Freak On. Mm -hmm. Is it? It's Gallo, right? That's Gallo, how you say it. Okay. Binge Watch. Binge Watch. The list goes on and on. Yeah. Me and you. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Diaz. Buenos Diaz. <laughs> Change your name, bro. Buenos Diaz is the beautiful name you need, mate. That's your Spanish tech house vibe or Dude, something. It is. Um, yeah, man. And then like, but Hood. reason I've only been really signed to Hood Poly is directly because I have a relationship with you guys, which exactly. I respect, though. Exactly I actually, what I like I was that. To point out. Yep. And I like that. And I like, and, I, and if, if that is the way the labels are, I get that. That's it's cool. not how every label is. Okay. You know? See, I don't know either. You know? I mean, it really depends. Like, that's that's what we try and do differently at Hood Politics is, like, when you join the label, you know, you become part of the family. And that's love, man. Not everybody's like that. You're right. Absolutely. And I feel that with Hood Polity. I was just Poly, literally, DJ Susan calls me random times of the day. You always got to Love up. that. Pick it up. And he goes, hold on, I'm going to conference you in with Maximo right now. We just hit number one on top 10 yeah. tech house Saw releases Congrats, on Beatport. by the way. And I'm like, okay, let's, like, I saw it was, I knew it was number one, but I was like, let's go. Yeah. And we call Maximo and he's like, holy shit, Sherm's on the phone. Yeah. And I'm like, congratulations, bro. You know, like, this is fucking awesome. Thank you so much. Humbled by the fact that you're on the phone. I know, that was funny for me. But DJ Susan just takes a second and he goes, what other fucking label calls their artist and says, thank you for releasing with us. We went number one. And dude, we're like, I mean, because of our fans, the music gets pushed out there. It gets bought, all that sort of shit, yeah, right? 100%. But that's what it's all about to us. And I think that's kind of the connotation that labels get is like they're hard to reach. They're hard mm -hmm. to work with. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And that's true to some extent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But not everyone. No, and I have nothing against labels, by the way. You, you talk, no, no, no. I any label that wants to... If you have a label and you hear some of my music or yeah. you want me to send you some demos, which I just showed Sherm, a yeah. bunch of my discography, I will... I'm down. Sign them. Let's go. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. To me, they're just songs, and I'm. Somebody once told me. Well, I don't know what camera I'm looking at. That guy right there. Somebody <laughs> once told me, "Let's win together," and I've stuck with that mentality ever since you said that to me. And I think it's a beautiful way to go about it. Hood Polly lives and breathes in that. And on the opposite end of it, I think what I did with Rock Your Hips, I think it scares labels. It does. You actually kind of just drew the parallel that I was trying to say because sometimes I've met a lot of people who run labels, A&Rs, shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. And there are some people who are so locked into that, right? Like self-releasing is something that they can never imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. And there's a lot of producers that way. I've met a lot of producers that think that's the only way to shine. Everybody shines different, man. And, you know, when I interviewed Masteria, you know Masteria. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is someone who's released on Mousetrap, on Insomniac, mm -hmm. on like confession multiple times yeah. some of his most successful tracks are self-released yeah and i said well what's it like for you in release on confession versus self-releasing and he goes it's great obviously you get reputability you get credibility the djs know your tracks but when you self-release you have full control creative control everything. how you release who gets it when they everything, get it everything and that's when i feel like this can be really fun yeah it's a lot of work it is but you know what i think there's like i've grassroots right Guerrilla marketing. I'm out here in the trenches. I love it. 
I've never tried it. I text a hundred people in ten minutes. <laughs> Dead ass. Dead ass. If you have known me yeah. for as long as I've been doing this, you have gotten a DM That's a or, fact. or a message from Jake Short Drive. And yes, they may be spammy, whatever. You know, I started changing. Take another note. Here's some more juice. Voice memos. Yes. Somebody listens to your track or you send them something outright and they respond or just anything. You, you look at the people that comment on your stuff. Go to those people's profiles, hit their messages or comment on their recent picture. They just commented on yours. Mm -hmm. But or the voice memos have been when I heard about doing voice memos again, it's a lot of work, but that means you're there on the other end of that phone, mm -hmm. taking the time out to literally tell the person how them listening to your song made you feel. You've built a bond now. You've built somebody that's like, wow, this guy is either crazy as shit <laughs> or well, his music's also really good. He's a good guy. I know he's like, you know what I mean? And he's taking the time out to literally, I've had so many people respond back like randos. Like, oh, you, this is, I can't believe you just like are talking to me. Yeah. And I was like, you listen to my music. I can't believe you listen to my music. Like yeah, that's man. like crazy, you know? And it's like, I think in this whole thing, people get, people forget the humility of what we're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you don't know by now, if you haven't realized that I've made a, this choice for my life, yeah. I will never not be known as who I am right now anymore, For unless I go completely off the face of the other for some reason. But for the rest of my life, I've made, I've, I'm building a legacy. And if you think I'm doing this for fun or for attention, it's you got me all wrong. I've made a choice to do this and involve my life and involve and if if there's anybody that supports that in any little bit, I at least owe it to you to just say thank you. Because there's know? no guarantees, there's no handouts, there's no paycheck. No, you just gave that up, baby. You yeah. know? Yeah. No, I, there's no. I don't. Get, I didn't. Get, nobody's paying me to make music right now. Exactly. Let's just put it that way. People ask me all the time, "How much you make from the podcast?" I go, "I'm so in the fucking red right now from everything." You know, like. Yeah, no, we don't do it for the money, my man. We don't. There's no, there's no, uh, I mean, eventually, like. Right, like, it's not like I don't want to make money. Of course. And I think I'm a firm believer, like you said, you build it, it'll, they'll come, yeah. it'll come. It's it's going to happen. And I think what you, what as your, as a producer too, or where we're at right now, where we're, we can make money, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not like it's like you know I'm 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 getting paid to make music and whatnot. It's all the little avenues you can find to make money that doesn't have nothing to do with the number of streams you have. Yeah, you know I think one of the coolest moments you can go back to that question. Yeah, is the one I'm in right now, mm -hmm. where all that hard work I just put in, all that promotion and endless content that I pushed out, it takes a toll, but I guess I didn't realize how much that had an effect on others and how much credibility it built for me, especially for younger people coming up. Yeah. You know, I'm blessed right now to be teaching several people how to make music. Beginners. I'm not advanced by any means. I'm not teaching them things like two years ago. You were taking it. Exactly. Right? So it's like two years ago I was taking a class. Yeah. Uh, Orville Klein. Shout out, brother. Um, but it's like it's so important to understand that like. Like we talk about it all the time. Stop and smell the roses. That's a huge rose that somebody is willing to take what I've done, the numbers that I've created, the message and what I've been able to accumulate just really over the last couple of months, even though it's been a lot longer than that. Yeah. They're willing to pay me now mm -hmm. to show them what I did. That's crazy. That's crazy to me still. 
Yeah. And honestly, it's it's also because like I've said earlier, when we talked previously, it's like, yeah, it helps me financially and it's something I need as far as like, you know, got to have some type of bag coming in. But I really do, anybody that steps into my studio, I'm really looking at it like I'm trying to grow you. Yeah. I'm trying to grow you, give you not only instructional piece of advice with music, because you could be the best product, producer in the world. Yeah. But if you don't know the little ins and outs of being a complete artist and treating this as like a brand, a company, yeah. you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. Like just the simple fact of communication, being able to communicate back and forth, like yeah. so important. Um, being able to brand yourself and find just and just be yourself. I think so many producers are scared to just be themselves yeah. because they worry too much about what everybody else is doing. And ain't that the, I suffer from it. Mm -hmm. I probably was that source for a lot of people. Yeah. They see what I'm doing and they're like, what the fuck? Like, why, why am I not doing that? It's easy. It's very easy. It's almost like it's so easy that it's supposed to happen, you know? Like how the brain is fucking hardwired like that. Yeah. At least for us and this generation. You're seeing everybody's highlights too, man. God damn, you're only seeing the 1%, bro. And you're comparing yourself. And, it's, uh, and it is. And so the one thing I, I can't remember who told me. Probably Susan. The guy's got so much words of wisdom <laughs> under that mustache. He goes, uh, I think it was him. The only person that you're in competition with is yourself. Yeah. And if you think for one second that you're competing with other people, you're not competing. You're being distracted. Mm. You're being distracted by that. Yeah. Because you're taking what's... So and don't forget, so-and-so may be doing this, this, and this right now. Yeah. But that may... that You don't know. That may be the farthest they ever go. Yeah. And, That's so fucking true. And yeah, of course I want to do things that other people are doing right now. Do yeah. I want to be from city to city and playing shows and rocking shows? Of course I do. Of course. It'll get there. Yeah. But I also want more. Mm. I want to do more with this than just that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, It's bigger than just playing music to me. It really is. Like I want to create moments mm. for people and I want to impact... The education's in my blood. So some way, somehow, I need to take what I just did in that school of with 30 kids and scale that. What do you think is most fulfilling for you about your involvement in the music industry right now? Yeah. It really fills you up, Jake. It's, it's, um, I think the way that I brand myself, I, I've, I've heard a lot of people say, I don't even realize it, I guess as much, but the way that I brand myself, I think the common thread is positivity. Yeah. And just being like real about things. Absolutely. Um, yeah. a friend of ours, I think I mentioned at your wedding, came up to me and Gracie yeah Gracie, yeah, yeah I told her yeah and she it meant was, a lot to me yeah and she's a very deep soul she, absolutely she thinks a lot about a lot of things she's a great girl yeah she came up to me and she you know she's always very sweet and very positive and but she told me straight up she's like honestly out of all the content you push mm -hmm. some of the most impactful content that I've ever seen from you was when you opened up about a situation that you got kicked off a set because you were too inebriated yeah and the story about how you sobered up after that weekend had been sober since kept in contact with that owner yeah. showed them all the good things that happened yeah. and almost half a year later he gave you another chance yeah that to me was more she told me that was more impactful and it's than than any of the other stuff because it showed that i'm a human mm -hmm. and i have problems and i make mistakes and i think for me what gets me going with the music industry is showing other artists that you can be just yourself and Yes, the celebrations are dope to post, but post some of your struggles. Yeah. Post some of your failures. Um, yeah. Cat named Juice, uh, Juice Man. 
running the River North Circuit right now. He Let's is, go. He is a frat star. <laughs> Mullet, just just a wild cat. I think he's sponsored by Twisted Tea, which is so sick. What? He won the Heat Wave competition, so he was playing in that first slot with like with me, um, and then posted a, a video a couple weeks later about how he completely train wrecked on stage. But that was dope. Yeah. He posted about it and was like, I'm going to be honest about my fucking failure. Because at the end of the day, he's on a stage. Yeah. That most people aren't. Right. I thought that was cool. So I think yeah. bringing the realness to the music industry for me is something that I want to tee off on with other people. Especially when I see all these young artists come in. They have nowhere to start. They have no idea where to start. So like that farming aspect too. I'm not farming, but like it's a baseball term, right? You know, when you're like, yeah, kinda, I know. you're growing, you're ushering in the new it's one of the most intimate it's a business terms. Yeah. It's a business growth. Term. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of like recruiting too, but it's more just like you have an opportunity as an older person or an older peer. You have two choices. You could be mad at the young people that are coming in. Yeah, most are. Or you can, A, make yourself, continue to make yourself relevant because you're getting in with the younger crowd. But you can also take that as a moment for you to be a mentor. Mm. And I think that's something that I really love. I've, I've learned that I've loved that just with the few weeks of me working with, with younger DJs and producers. Yeah. You know, I think that's something that's really cool. And again, it kind of just piggybacks off of the Chicago DJ scene. Dude. You know, I've had so it's a many beautiful amazing place. mentors here. Yeah. So dude. many. And, and still to this day. And, I still uh, have one. I still have several. Several. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I went to, uh, you know, the Music Trust. I went to yep. Um, yep. like their party that they had like last Tuesday, I think it was. Cool. And some guys that I had had on the podcast, including Heavy and Mr. Shaw. Like, Heavy's a great guy. Right? Yeah. And Heavy, Shaw is too. Right? And and uh, first thing they came up to me and said, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, I'm proud of you? What are you proud of me for? Heavy, like, bro, Heavy like, called me. Called it's me. just sometimes it's, it's awesome. tough, you know, like awesome. to hear that. Yeah. But like, it's not that mentors need to be someone who like, you know, is truly your mentor, but mm. it's like someone who's older and more experienced that like recognizes and acknowledges and appreciates and like understands yeah. and is like there for you yeah. through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. And it was just a really, really good feeling for me to hear them say that. And then also at the same party, younger people come up to me and ask me questions that I used to ask them. Yeah, that you used to be that kid. Right, and you know? not only did it make me feel a little old, but. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so like that was fulfilling for me. And you and I have been talking about this a lot. You know, I took some time off social media, mm -hmm. off the podcast and everything. And I thought, what fills me up? Yeah. And like you, I love teaching and giving opportunities. Yeah. I love sharing knowledge and positivity. Yeah. And it's a beautiful way to be. And it's, I wish more people could just do that. I mean, not everybody has the luxury of being so positive and true. You know, that's, but, a, that's a fair point. But even the, I've, I, there's some people that have it real bad. That are Absolutely. still just as positive. You know what I mean? More so positive I, than we could ever be. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that too about the reaction you get from like a younger crowd. Or even like people that you've just known. One thing is Heavy called me about a week and a half ago. Did he? Ago. Literally called me out of the blue. <laughs> because when I first started in the Chicago scene as a DJ, uh -huh. I was hungry, green, in your face. <laughs> Let me get a gig here. Let me get a gig here. Let me get a gig here. And he was pretty established at that point. And, yeah. um, you he know, was, so he he's literally, you. you want to talk about a guy who's seen me go from here to here. He has the right to call me and say, I'm proud of you. That, yeah. I've seen what you're doing. But then the other, other aspect, I did a um, little plug here for my homie, Shiny, who's Spencer, who's also Spencer, who's also uh, Sherm's wedding DJ. Crushed it. 
crushed it. Set the bar very high. Not for hire, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was running a beat match competition in uh, Lincoln Park. And one of my students who I've been teaching was in it, invited me to go out. Again, it's more than just the lessons for me. Who was the student? Uh, his name's Kurt. 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 Crazy motherfucker. Killer Kurt. Love that guy, though. What do I call I, <laughs> Kurt Feelings. I told him that should be his name. Kurt. He was like, no, nah, I don't know if my friend's like that. I was like, yeah, what do I know? It's not about your yeah. friends, though. No, yeah, it's all good. No, about he, you. He's a great guy. He's yeah. A, he's, he's very, very, um, he's a teacher, too. He's a cool Is guy. He? Nice. Um, anyways, went out to support him. Spencer was on the, in the mic, and he was like, you know, giving feedback to one of the kids. And I walked right up. He said, Jake Short, drive. <laughs> what are you doing here? You know, and like, which was cool. Uh, Fast forward, he asked me to judge the next week. I said, no problem. I'd love to. Mm -hmm. I, I understand the impact that what you're doing, which he doesn't have to do. Yep. He's giving kids a chance. And they're also giving them real constructive feedback. He's not chewing kids up and spitting them out. He really cares about what they're doing and how he, they can better themselves. Or if they're dope, let's get you a gig. Yep. Um, but when I walked in the room that day that I was judging and I met all the contestants prior to the, the show, uh, all the judges are going around and um, saying who they are, and I come to me and I, you know, say who I am and I explain who I am, and uh, as head nods. One of the kids is like, "We know who you are, dude," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." Um, yeah. And the words, the, the you know, just the you get that feeling when somebody's kind of like excited to be around you yeah. and like respects you for what you've done and like yeah. knows you. It's humbling. It's very humbling, and it also goes to show like we're doing, we're making an impact. Yeah. We are thriving in our city right now. Yeah. Um, shout out to the ones that have paved the way for us to do that. That's a fucking fact. So you know who you are. I don't need to name names. We have some legends in this city. I mean, all the way back from the foundation oh, yeah. when House was I mean, created. It goes way, I mean, people I don't even know. But right, I just, exactly. I mean, even older heads that are just a few years older than me or even that have been rocking for the last 10 years, like... I am really excited about what this city's doing right now, mm -hmm. but it feels good to be where we're at. Yeah, it does. I can't go nowhere without somebody saying, I was in Streamwood, Illinois at a Potbelly's and some, the waiter comes out after just ordered from Potbelly's, comes out, he goes, you're Jake Short Drive? No I shit. I have my hat on. I have yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so of course he knows it's <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. He's yeah, like, when I got a Sherm hat on. Yeah. Are you sure? He's like, dude, I saw you at the DJ Snake show. Like you, you, the, you oh. I couldn't believe you were the opener. And I was like, yeah, I always like, I know, but I mean, like, I couldn't believe you, like, your opening set was wild. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. But I'm like, literally in the middle of nowhere, eating pot, pot bellies. Belly. And it's just so, but it's humbling, man. It's, that's awesome, and dude. And it's going back to, dude, you gotta, that's awesome that people know us, dude. Yes. People know us. Smell the roses. I think we are the best D plus celebrity Chicago. Yeah. Saw. <laughs> <laughs> I joke a lot the whole time. I D plus, D plus celebrities in Chicago. That's right. Um, D plus catches at the pot bellies and awesome. streamwood. But I think we're doing it right because we don't want to use it and be like, Fuck everybody, like I know who I am. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because some like, do that. It's like, what's up, everybody? Oh, you want to work really hard at this, and you you really want this? Come hang with some people who want it too. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yep. I love that. I there's enough opportunities to go around. There I think is. People got to stop worrying about, and not here in Chicago. I feel like it's not like that here. People are not undercutting each other, but like at the end of the day, it's like there's enough to go around, buddy. Take That's the true. people who want it and keep them around you because you never know when that person that was just a little fish, yeah, two or three years later becomes a big fish. Absolutely, you know. Man. Yeah, one thing never uh, know. I've been thinking about a lot, and I read it in the Avicii biography recently, which is a great mm. book. It's called Tim. 
And, uh, you know, this is someone obviously who's debatably maybe the most famous electronic music producer of all time, mm -hmm. right? For many different reasons. Yeah. But one thing that he really struggled with was his ego mm -hmm. and separating Tim Bergling from Avicii. Oh, yeah. And when I think about ego, I think it is, I'm better than you, you know, like, you can't compare to me, right? Like thinking you're yeah. better than everybody else. Yeah. That's actually not what it is. Mm -mm. Ego is the voice in your head, and I think we talked about this, mm -hmm. that says what you've done in the past is not good enough and you need to keep working towards the future to top that and yeah. one up that. And yeah. guess what? We forgot about the present. Yeah, we have a lot. And the present is called the present because it actually is a gift. It's mm -hmm. what is guaranteed right now. Right now. And I was really having ego issues, bro. Mm -hmm. Like churning out podcast episodes, content, something every single day. And like, I of course loved what I was doing, mm -hmm. but was working so hard that I didn't even realize I was burning myself out. That's the, that's the two edged sword, right? You love what you're doing, right? But you don't even recognize when the carpet's kind of slipping out underneath you. Yeah, dude. When people say like, Oh, if you love what you do, then you'll never work a day in your life again. It's like, that's couldn't be far farther from the yeah, truth. No, I mean, it just, you need, you need to, I think what I've learned with producing, because I go through like so many of those creative blocks yeah. I, I did for a long time. And then yeah. when I first got them, I was like, oh, I gotta keep making music. Right. Accept them. Yep. And, but it's hard, right? Because me and you, I yeah. think have gotten more attention than we've ever. Right. And you think I got to keep dream, going. Dreamed of, especially in the last year, especially for me. Like I know with like rock your hips and all the teaching stuff and all the, the media attention and articles and stuff. It's like. Mm -hmm. I usually have a pretty good grasp, a check on my ego to be like, okay, it's time to take a break. Yeah. You know, but because the momentum was so furious. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Um, I burned right through it. I burned right through it. And I think after teaching uh, this past year when the when school year broke and it was the first couple of weeks in summer and I knew I wasn't going back, I didn't give my time myself time to decompress. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you were feeling the mental burnout. I was making content, but what I wasn't really doing it because I wanted to, I was doing it because I felt like I gotta just keep this momentum. It just became like I was making content yeah. for other people. Yes. And not really something that I really wanted to make, you know? And, and that happens. And I think a beautiful part about it that we need to realize is yeah. that we realized it. Yeah. There's a lot yes. of people that, a lot of people that don't realize it, then they burn themselves to oblivion. Dude. Or five years down the road, you've totally lost track. Or 10 years. I, yeah. I'm thinking, I was thinking five. The worst part for me was the realization that, unfortunately, part of Matt Sherman was leaving me. Mm -hmm. And Sherm, not that it's there's any darkness to it, but was taking it over. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And when I went on my honeymoon and I was with myself and just my wife, Matt, it was only Matt Sherman. That's beautiful, though. You know? And, and I'm still processing everything, to be honest with mm -hmm. you. And that's why, like, I wanted to have you on today, Jake, because I always feel like I can truly be myself with you. Cool, man. And sometimes in the music industry, it's like, uh, I can't remember where I watched this, but, like, you have, like, this micro personality sometimes that, yeah. like, comes out in certain situations. Oh, yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. Right? And that micro personality for me became a macro personality. Yeah. And it was really hard for me to separate the two. So I did some soul searching, man, as cliche as it sounds. And... Where I feel like I'm at right now, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, is like just a mesh of both. Matt Sherman and Sherm are the same person again. Wow. That's real quick. Take a moment. Yeah. It's That's true. Huge. I didn't say any like, ands, or you knows in that. Wow. Like, I'm so fucking positive about how I'm feeling about it. That's, hu it's, that's huge. 
you're, yeah. you're, it's a, a check in, check in, tap into your emotional intelligence, which yeah. is a big buzzword in education. These it is. Days. Um, <laughs> something that hasn't been talked about really or focused on for decades, but yeah. I think with everything that we've seen need, needs to be. Self-awareness, emotional um, intelligence. I love it's that. It's also man. the climate that we're in. You got to remember, we're the first generation that's really experienced what we're being thrown at every single day on our phones for the first time. We're really the first generation that has been in it this long, right? True. What is that really doing? Like, there's a whole other conversation, but just going mm. back into like what you're saying, like, you needed that. Think about all the great things that have happened for Matt, for Sherm. Yeah. Your wedding happened for you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and all the, and you got to have those moments. And I agree. Um, it really helps when you have people. I have plenty of people that I can talk to, mm -hmm. but just hits a little differently when you can talk to somebody who is also chasing what you're chasing yeah. and doing things in a similar fashion because you also understand the little nuances of it. Yeah. Um, and I see that with you more than anybody. I feel like yeah. if you ask anybody who's been doing things at the at the same vicious pace as me, it's been you. Um, <laughs> vicious, perfect word. And uh, I mean, I just think about, again, kind of going back to that first question, moments. Some of the best moments of this past year have been the, the moments that I've been able to pick up the phone and talk to you either about something I'm struggling with or like at, at the, during the rock your hips time through through a house. I mean, at this point, I was calling you like every day because I, the news. I couldn't believe some of the calls I was getting. The news you. that we were just Dude, both check of out us. DJ Mag. Yeah, that was a wild day. <laughs> I wake up to a message from birthday party. The boys yeah. over there at birthday. So I've never Shout met those guys. John, you haven't? No, and they live down the street from me. They literally live down the street from me. I've never met them. Well, I met them once, I think, but I didn't even know each other at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they messaged me and they were like, hey, I think you're on DJ Mag. I was like, what? <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, I'm on the cover, not the cover, but like the first page of DJ Mag. Yeah. Like freaking DJ Mag's website. So who do I call? I called you. <laughs> because like as much as like I can call my dad and my girlfriend and yeah, they don't really get what that means. Like what that truly means, right? 100%. Like, it's been such that those have been some of my best moments, honestly, being able to connect with people, but specifically you on just like, some real ass shit. Like we, you gotta remember, we're real people trying to like, as we're doing all this stuff, people only see us and know us on social media, a lot of people. Yep. And to some of my oldest best friends, I'm just Jake. Exactly. I and mean, that's why I saw at your wedding too, all the people that have known you is just Matt. Dude, so you know? many people there are, have known me since elementary school. Six of my eight groomsmen are literally middle school That was friends. great. It's good for your soul. Yeah, man. Well, we, have, we, have a, we have a soul that needs to be fed, just like we're feeding that ego or whatever that is. I don't, yep. I don't, it's not even just ego, but because it is something that we've built and worked for. But yeah, those lines can cross sometimes, and it gets a little scary. I think personally for me, yeah. you know, we said we may talk about the. I think, I'll tell you right now, I don't even think, drinking inflates my ego to a billion. Yep. And uh, I think one of the biggest reasons why I've been able to keep my ego, when people think of the word ego in check, has been my sobriety with it all. Yeah. Because really, what you see is what you get on social media with me. Yeah, that's true. I, I am very straightforward, confident. I'm not gonna be the guy that says, I don't give a shit what you think, but yeah. if I really gave a shit what you think, I wouldn't be posting this. That's true. I know that there's people that may have cringed at some of the things that I do and just, you know, laugh or be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. 
But I also know that the fact that uh, you took that video and sent it to your group chat and said, look at this goofball. Well, now I'm in your group chat. So <laughs> yep. I win. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah. that, and some, but some of us aren't that strong like that. You know, some of them are, aren't that strong. I actually thrive on the TikTok comments. There's been some funny negative ones. And yeah. Funny. And I laugh. You know though. things are going well. We got but haters. You know, things are going well. I cut my <laughs> hair, no mullet, right? I'm missing. And one of the guys, somebody on there, I quote, Yep, cut your mullet and grew some IQ back. <laughs> like, That's good. You know, but those, you got to know that that comes from people that are mad at that they don't have something yeah. or are missing something in their own lives. And want to spit that out at you. Yeah. And if you can understand, and don't get me wrong, some of it, some of it shit gets me for sure. But at the end of the day, if you you won, you've already won. If they're on your profile, exactly commenting on your stuff, that you won, dude. Thanks for the engagement. Thank, thank you, thank Make you for sure the engagement. Make sure to hit like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. It's great. And I think that also what I want to continue to. I'm just mixing your questions now, but it's, no, no, no. Those I are, love it. It's because I maybe don't have the answer when you ask it, but. When you said, what do you, what do I look forward to bringing to the music industry? Is that, going back to that realness, like, and, and the confidence and just yourself. Yeah. Like your, a lot of my clients will ask me, well, what do I post? First thing is, what do you do every day? Yes. What are you doing every day? Yep. And yeah, make, give it a target, give it a niche, put something that like has a foundation to it. Mm -hmm. If you look at my TikToks from when things started to go really well, almost every single TikTok has two things in common. One, it's if you go on my feed, it's me. All my videos have me. I'm the center of it because I'm just com confident doing that. They also have the words house music in almost every single one of my videos. Yeah. No matter what the content is about, it be school, it be what, or sometimes it's just literally about house music. But I did it for a couple of reasons. But I also thought about it as this. If I continue to push that for people who don't even know what house music is or for people who are just getting into the idea of it, they're going to make my name synonymous with house music. Mm. And when you've done that, you've set yourself up pretty well. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for that. any any artist that it's like. But it also came back to doing what you do, what I do every day. Because I was doing the whole, I'll stream my, stream my song and song's <laughs> coming out next week. And, you know, and it, it's like, it doesn't do it on TikTok because it's not authentic. So I decided, I was like, what do I do every day already? What's cool about my life already? Yeah. I'm a teacher and a DJ. Right. <laughs> Own that, that. What am I doing? Yeah. It's never been seen before. Mm -hmm. One of my friends told me that. It's like, you're the only person I know that does that yeah. right now. Fucking crazy if you really think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just started saying to myself, okay, well, every morning I'm just banging house music. Okay, <laughs> best coffee in the world. It's like, it was like house music to start your day with. Yes, you know? yes. And that's literally what it was, right? So I just like, well, put a camera on me and when I park up, I literally would start coming to school 30 minutes early. I always came on my contractual time. Now I'm coming 30, 40 minutes early just to make TikToks, right? <laughs> And I'm sitting in my car and it's educational because I'm showing, putting you onto a song. Yep. And I, I, I always pride myself as Prime Selecta. I, I feel like my selection of house music is great. Yep. So I'm educating you. I'm entertaining you. Yep. Those are two of the big pillars of any successful TikTok. It's short form. You got a hook in the beginning. House music, you, not me, you, you. should start your day with. So it feels like I'm talking to you. Yeah. Um, mix that now with what else do I do all my, during the day? I go teach kids. 
So now I'm going to start playing house music when they walk in the door. Imagine you're a third grader. You walk in the door every single day knowing you're not only going to hear a new song that you yeah. never heard before, but you're going to hear some of your teacher's songs too. Or some people that are singing that your teacher just knows. Yeah. FaceTimed with Josh Arcy one time. They love the song, What You Say. I love it too. And it's like, it's him. It's him. And Josh is <laughs> like, he has no idea what to do. You know what I mean? It's like, you're a third grader. This is your school day. Yeah. You are walking in every day and your teacher's at his desk like, <laughs> God damn. Fucking Imagine epic, that. bro. Imagine that. You know what I mean? Like when you step away from it and I think about it and I say it out loud, it is bonkers. It is. That's what I'm trying to bring though, man. Something different. But all I'm doing is like doing what I do. That's yeah. also why I can't just go back to teaching to make TikToks. Right. So I got to be real. It took me two, three months because I was nervous of what, how to put this out there. But today, today, yeah. I announced to my following, whatever it is, that I'm not going back to teaching. You know, and that's like what I was known for. Mm -hmm. A big part of it is what I was known for was was that I was a teacher. But, right. Um, yeah, it's just, it's being real with your audience and telling them now the story. I'm not teaching anymore. Now you know. Mm -hmm. It's going to keep people now. What's his next move? What is he yeah. doing? You know yeah, what I mean? It's absolutely. like, there's nothing to hide. You're you so know? outspoken, man. Yeah. I think you just have to be. I've learned the more outspoken you are about your realities. Yeah. People then know what you're dealing with. And my dad always says this. People want to help people that help themselves. If people see that you're grinding and really working for this. Yeah. And it's genuine. They're going to be more willing to help you. But also if they don't know what you need help with. They don't know what your intentions are. How could they? How could they? How could they help you? You know? So, um, yeah, I try to be outspoken. Because I feel like there's a lot of people that are scared to be. Well, you know, Jake, there's an, another big thing that you're outspoken about and, and you just mentioned it. It's your sobriety, right? Mm. And I think to many in the music industry and outside of the music industry, it's almost crazy to, to not drink, right? It's almost like the stigma. Drink and other things. Right. Yeah. Many other yeah. things. I mean, can you share like a little bit about how and when you made the decision? Yeah. And... um yeah, I'll get, I'll get to that. I just, yeah, there's some points I always want to make Finish very, very clear. But uh, this, when it started all, honestly, it started uh, two and a half years ago, almost three years ago now. So 2019, yeah, 2019. Um, the exact same time I picked up Ableton. Mm -hmm. So those two definitely went hand in hand. Uh, I just found myself like down in some dark moments where I felt like I was plateauing. And I wasn't really reaching my full potential. I noticed there was a lot of things that were happening in my life. And the common denominator always came back to drinking. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll preface this. I wasn't a mean drunk. I wasn't a bad drunk. Um, honestly, most of my friends probably were like confused why they didn't think that I had an issue or a problem. Yeah. yeah. And I was just a, pretty much a recreational drinker, to be honest with you. It wasn't yeah. like I was drinking, popping one open at nine in the morning. Like, right, right. I think Hollywood makes this whole alcoholic thing like seem very and, and there are alcoholics that are like that and i consider myself an alcoholic i consider myself somebody who's recovering and uh and uh and all that or whatever i have no problem saying that but i just knew that something was off mm. and i knew that it was causing me friction in areas like chemically uh yes that too yeah. it it was changing my it was changing who i was yeah um in a yeah. lot of ways yeah. in those moments and um who it really hurt with people that were closest to me. 
the people that I was dating at the time, or the one person I was dating at the time, uh, my parents, those are the people who really suffered most from it. Mm -hmm. And it's really unfortunate that those are the people that did because those are the people that I was responsible to, really. Yeah. And I think the people, people that was holding me accountable and I was accountable to, those were who was really hurting. My best friends, my homies, my boys, I'm not, they're not worried if I'm getting home at the end of the night. Like, we're grown men, like, whatever. Um, so I knew I needed to stop, but I also had a huge driving factor. I knew that if I was going to do anything with my music career past just being a DJ, nothing wrong with people that are they're just DJs right now. Yeah. But what I wanted, I needed to make my own music and I needed to push that artist brand. And there was no way I was going to be able to do that yeah. if I was getting drunk Friday, Saturday night, sometimes Sunday night, sometimes Thursday night, yeah. uh, and not being able to recover until Wednesday. Yeah. And then here comes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all again. It's like that. It's just a roller coaster of momentum. Yeah. Um, I'm basically, I wanted to learn a new language. Learning how to produce music is legitimately learning a new language. I had Absolutely. no background in music theory. I had no back. I didn't even know the difference between a kick drum and a bass line or, you know, a bass, like bass notes or a bass instrument. Um, literally so green, but I just knew that something had to break here. I needed to give this a go. And also felt like I just played with fire a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, at a certain point it was just, I just wasn't who I wanted to be. So that was the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I think some points that I want to hit on, like, it is the key in the lock to my success. And it has not been black and white over the past three years now. It's been a battle. I mean, every summer specifically with my birthday, Chicago summer, it is tough. Everyone drinking around you. Yeah. <clears throat> Each summer in this three-year time, I've relapsed or slipped in some way shape or form either it'd been a long version or it'd been a, like a week or two and very quickly things start to shift again mm -hmm. and it's not long before i'm looking at myself in the mirror sometimes broken damn what are you doing yeah and when it comes down to it, I had a really great conversation with a friend of mine who i consider the older brother i never had greg turk shout out shout out turk he's this is now this last summer i think and I've done a lot sober. It's also, it's, it's hand in hand. When I'm, when I'm sober, I am pumping. Okay. <laughs> I never needed to drink yeah. is what I realized yeah. very short on. But he told me at this point, Jake, you taking a shot from somebody, are you going to buy that beer, buy that shot? That's an expensive shot mm. because that, you know, the difference between you and you're drinking and you and you're not look at it, look around. And it's just something, I'm not saying being sober completely correlated to that there's plenty of people that are successful that drink and do whatever but for me the correlation was clear my trajectory my momentum everything i was doing was so much better and good things just started to fall on my lap when i was sober yeah when i've been sober and again going back to the fact that it has not been an easy road um, there's, it won't be. And it, and it won't be. That's the thing I've learned about this. It's never going yeah, to be. Exactly. There's going to be, and I'm really, really good about it. I have very strong, and I never really was public about it either until yeah. just this past couple months, really. I yeah. really got like open about it when I've hit my hit my 200-day sober now for the second time. And uh, I've actually learned being open about it. I have almost, not a responsibility, but there's a power in that too. I've seen so much response to that about either people wanting to go sober sober curious is now the term oh yeah it's a big term i've heard i guess i don't know uh but that want to go sober want to try being sober yeah wish they could go sober or yeah. went sober 
There's a lot more sober people than you think. You yeah, know? no, dude. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. There really is. And I'm and and so the other big point that I really want to make before anybody goes there. I have nothing against drinking. I have nothing. The first thing I do anytime being sober gets brought up within minutes, especially because it's usually at around the time I can go to a bar. I can, yeah. You know, I can do, I can do all that. I know I'm not here to make people feel uncomfortable about their choices. Of course. This is a me thing. Yeah. This is a me choice. I don't judge you. I don't judge anybody else for drinking. I don't, ju- I don't, I drank. Okay. So <laughs> and I, but I think some people seem when I started to be very vocal about it, mm. some people, and usually it's the people that need that help. It's usually the people that have their own issues with yeah. alcohol that are outspoken about it. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't have anything against drinking. You want to drink? Go ahead and drink. Mm-hmm. No problem. But what I'm doing and what I've realized is the purpose of me being more vocal about it is that if I can help one person look at what I'm doing in a field where it is everywhere, yeah. built on the sales of liquor and God knows what else. Yeah. If I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, man. And if it helps one person, bro, one person, which I know it's helped multiple because I've I've done one-on-one coaching with people. Yeah. I still have people I talk to to this day. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. That's who I'm trying to help. That's who it's for. That's my target audience. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not sitting here to put a flag in the ground, die in the hill that drinking is terrible. Yeah. Drinking is bad. Yeah. That's not what I, I don't care if you drink. If you drink, cool. If you drink and you can handle it, damn it, I'm jealous. Yeah. Not, it's not, it's not really for me. I think it also is an age thing. To be honest with you, yeah, for you sure. know as well as I do, the hangovers are fucked. And to me, it's not worth it. I got things to do. <laughs> I got things to do. I take, I spend every day doing something that I feel like is going to get me somewhere further, brick by brick. Yeah. And to waste that over a drink, to sacrifice that over a drink, it yeah. just like just doesn't do it for me anymore. It doesn't make sense to me. You're brutally honest with yourself, man, which is something yeah. that I think every human deals with oh yeah there's a lot of people that aren't honest with themselves and they just that voice is there yeah it has to be right i, need, I know i need to stop but they don't but it's not easy to stop either no no no, no, it, no look society does not make it easy no dude especially in america it's actually a weird trick it's kind of like a funny trick that we've all tried to just like accept it it's insane you know it's and again I, I just said i'm not against it i'm not against alcohol but i just you do got a question, you know. I don't know. I Bottles. just there's a lot of bad things that happen from drinking alcohol. When you really weigh the pros and cons, yeah, the cons list is very, very large. At least it was for me. Pros, maybe I had a marginally better time. Maybe I laughed a little harder. Maybe you know, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but I, but what I've learned though is yeah. I, being sober at in those moments. Me personally, I think it also helps that I am who I am with a confidence. And the social, yeah, I'm very social, and I can. Um, True. I never needed it, man, to do what I needed to, do. and also the respect that I get from it is pretty cool. That's it's awesome. Pretty is the inebriation I need. I say, yeah, the drunk on life yeah. aspect. Um, I've had people. I'll conversate with them. I'll tell them what I do, and then I say I'm sober, and it's like, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's also like the people I work with, uh, professionally. What you see is what you get. I'm not going to be coming waltzing into your venue hammered. I'm not waltzing. You know, everything that I say, I say with intention. Yeah. Everything I say, I say with conviction. I'm in control. I, I remember the conversations I've had. Mm-hmm. You know, all those little nuances too, I think, are such from what for what I'm doing and really what anybody's doing. If you want to take yourself 
professionally serious, I feel like, you know, yeah. why not be clear and in control? It's kind of crazy. Like I uh, stopped drinking for even just like two weeks before my wedding. Yeah. I lost like eight pounds. Mm -hmm. I was thinking so clearly like. It is crazy, man. So I think how I'm treating alcohol is changing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I, I share the message with you here. Like you do you. Yeah, of course. Right. That's what I realized. Like you fucking do you. Yeah doesn't matter to me i'm here to take care of myself because mm. one thing that i've thought about for a long time and it's over the past month i'm trying to reap what i saw i'm trying to own what i say like yeah live up live up That's to what i'm trying to do in the journey of sobriety yeah man like you know what they say when you get on a plane the oxygen mask right mm. you got to put it on first before ah. you can help somebody else yeah i say i want to live my and don't life put back. it on over your mask when they, they were saying that i was like oh my god so every time i heard that was so funny. but yeah sorry yeah yeah exactly no. you know what i'm Self accountability. saying with a lot of the people I talk to yep. uh, that are trying to go sober or in that process, and it's something I've learned most recently is outside of being sober is like saying you're going to do something Ugh. and then doing it, proving to yourself, not, not for anybody else, for yourself. Yes. Building that trust within yourself. There's a conscience in there that you have, a, have, have to have a relationship with. And if you constantly say, I'm going to get up at this time in the morning and go to the gym and then you don't. Mm -hmm. That translates to a lot of other areas in your life. Yeah, it does. You know, and but if you do, you just showed yourself and the rest of your willpower and mind and strength and everything that like I can put my mind to something and do it and stick to it, you know, and then that transfers to something as big as trying to go sober. You know, it's. um Yeah, I'm glad that you realized that, that like, you know, just being tr reaping what you sow or, you know, going for what your your truly intention, your intentions are, but following through. Yeah, man. It's a huge piece of this business, music business. Is the follow through. Because it's really easy to just say, not today. Yeah. Don't need to do this right now. I'm going to put it off. It's just as easy to say, let's do this for one more day. Exactly. That one more day aspect. That's a big one too. It's one a, day at a time. It's you know? so mental, man. How the it fucking is. mind works. Oh, yeah. And it's, I just feel, I always think about the people who, I feel like I'm very mentally strong. Mm-hmm. I, not that I'm perfect. I have my my flaws and I have moments where I'm, I'm not as mentally support strong. Support system too. Right. I know that's very important to you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The support system is huge. But I just, I I feel for those people who aren't as mentally confident and strong or just yeah. don't know where to, you know. But that's why speaking about it and know, letting people know that there's, I think the the caveat with me that really in, make really draws people to me is like versus going to like a, a therapist or an AA meeting mm -hmm. um, is that I'm very relatable. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm living in a very relatable life. Yeah. I, I'm in the party scene. Yeah, I'm going out still. Right. I have a social life. It's possible to do both. It's possible to do both, and I think that's what draws people to that. Is like, well, my therapist doesn't understand why I'm going raving till five a.m. in the morning <laughs> and listening to house music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to do it sober. My my therapist ain't gonna. Most therapists aren't gonna understand that. You know. Right. Most people don't understand. Exactly. That. Yeah. So I think that's the the other thing too. So anybody, I, I encourage anybody out there um, that is looking for just a piece of advice or guidance or just to talk. I cherish those times, you know. So I'm yeah. open to it. Hit me up in the DMs, man. I love that, man. I was just gonna ask for people who could get help. They just come to you. Just literally DM me and just be like, literally, just say I want to do this. I I know it. There's a friend of mine that I knew went to the same high school. Same, no, maybe not same high school, same college. Um, she hit me up about two and a half years ago, down on her luck, mm -hmm. said she knew she needed to change, mm -hmm. saw that I was doing what I was doing, asked for help. 
We had a couple of really good conversations. She's been sober ever since. Wow. Has literally changed her entire life. And so awesome to see that. That's amazing. Just, and obviously it's not it her, but to be a part of that and be the person that she, in some way, shape or form, I, I set up, set her up a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? I was able to give her the, simplify some things to her and debunk some myths and just be there for her when she needed it. Mm -hmm. I don't, she doesn't owe me anything. I don't owe her anything. But again, if it goes back to like, if I can help that one person. Yeah, man. How cool is that? It's fucking awesome. You, know? so, you have a message. Yeah, man. It's just, it's something that I think, like you said, needs to be talked about because it is very prevalent in, in our, in really any profession, really, but specifically ours, you know, you could be drunk in front of your boss. You'd be hammered. <laughs> okay. I was, I've been yammered DJ. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, I think the more we talk about it, I think it's just opens the lines for it. There's, there's only good things that can come, come about it. I know, bro. You know? So it's good, man. And dude, what you showed me before the music, mm. like you're feeling good, man. Like, I don't think I've ever seen you or let alone another human in the zone that you're in right now. I mean, Came Feels off, pretty good. Came off Rock Your Hips. Came off like this year for you. You had your yeah, let's talk music. first label release with Hood Politics. Love the, love the Hood Poly fam forever. Who High with Diaz. Buenos Diaz and Fire Man. Man. Came out on Chicago All-Stars. Couldn't think of a, a better launch for you, bro. Right? And that track is fucking sick. Yeah. So dope. And then that house music again with Fire Man. Immediate sign. Mm -hmm. You've had some amazing remixes this year, bro. Like... This is what I want to ask you about your remixes because yep. you're putting this really dope, tasteful spin on it because as a producer, remixing can be one of the most fruitful and enjoyable ways yeah. to actually create. Oh, I love it. And considering your background and passion for hip hop mm -hmm. and especially open format DJing, yeah. what's it like actually being able to put your tech house and house spin on tracks like ABCD, EFU, About Damn Time, and most recently LSD? Uh, from I think it's, it's literally me. It's yeah. me in the most sense of the word as far as my musical taste mm -hmm. it's open format to the core so that's really what i was for the longest time a very open i prided myself on being open format and i i, I respect it so much that i'm i'm still trying to do that but i just kind of like narrowed the lane a little bit especially yeah. since house music is so prevalent so may i say mainstream now yeah. um you know it's it's me it is who i it's really what i it's, i love to do it. and like it's funny those remixes happened within the first 10 minutes the best song <laughs> that about damn time one bro when i was like send it to me you're like it's a clip i made it literally at my lunch <laughs> and took the tiktok and i was like i think i just made the coolest remix at my lunch but that again goes back to like what are you really doing i'm really making music on yeah, my lunch yeah, time. yeah like yeah, that's yeah. really what i was doing um that one came together so so but it's also i am strategic about the way i do it true about damn time was a very huge viral dance right then and there and great song. I can't great. I love the song. Yeah. But I can't listen to the original now <laughs> because the way I did it, the remix, it just, there's not a, tons of bells and whistles on it. It really it's is just, part. it's just a groove and yeah, it's man. pumping and it's thick. Uh, shout out to Prapa on the mix and master for that. Oh yeah. Yeah, bro. That kid, he is a mentor of mine, even though he doesn't like me calling him that. Um, <laughs> that kid is really cool. And he also, I hate to say it, but he knows his worth, and he's really worth it. I think he's a he, great producer. I think he's he's a great producer. Good to see him having like success with 
global support. Yeah, and I also think I've tapping in with him have opened his eyes to how important it is to brand yourself yeah. and do be yourself. Yeah. His branding is really cool. I don't want to get off into that tangent too much, yeah, but yeah. back to the music. Um, yeah, man, it is me in a nutshell. Those songs that I'm doing, I'm not doing it for anybody else but me. Mm -hmm. I truly, it's something about the vocal, something about the the hype behind it already. I just like putting my spin on things. I really do. I like putting my spin on things. I like being able to be like, okay, now I can fit this into my set. And that's been a big proprietor of how I go about music yeah. now. Can I play this in my set? I have to be able to play it in my set. Mm. If I can't play it in my set, it's honestly useless for me. Yeah. Which is like I've showed you a couple um showed you a couple songs and one of them was like that deep house track that is yeah. more of a streamable track. True. I don't know if I'd play that in my set necessarily, but that's yeah. why I made a VIP remix to yeah. it. That I <laughs> that I will play in my track and it's still giving off that same vibe of the of the original song, but yeah, man, I think it's it goes back to just be like being not being afraid to be yourself and thinking about where I've come from. The standard music goer in Chicago has a hip hop side mm -hmm. and has a, has a dance music side. True. I think, you know, even if you're one or the other, that's kind of where Chicago falls in for the young crowd. Yeah. The clubs right now, you know, for a while there, it was very hip hop heavy and SoundCloud rap oriented. Um, but I'm trying to mix them both. Fuck yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Because nobody else is doing it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, not, I shouldn't say nobody else is doing it, but nobody, I really feel like I'm putting Chicago into the mix. Yes, you are. I'm doing Chicago shit. Chicago shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, And like things like Fireman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Fireman, I don't even know how that happened. I think, again, shoot your shot because I think it was just a DM. Yeah. Uh, he's got just a, a very tenacious, vicious way of putting out content in his own right. He's fucking wild. And his vocal is... This guy walks into my studio, <laughs> sparks up, <laughs> cracks open a guy, I don't know, some Hennessy or something, <laughs> tells me, yo, man, I love that you're a teacher. Gives me that whole spiel and then says, just cut on the mic. <laughs> and I play him the riff of, of, that, of that house music at the time. Yeah. And bro, in, it's like a lion has entered the booth. I yeah, felt like I was yeah, standing yeah. in like, like how Wheezy used to do it, right? He's just freestyled the whole thing. That's freestyled, by the way. In case you were, who high, uh, that house music, and we got a couple other ones that I have. Are you here. kidding? All right, you guys gotta hear this one before we talk about it because it is insane. This one's called That House Music by Jake Shore Drive, featuring Fireman on Hood Politics Records. Come on. It's that. Sneak out your house music. Cheat on your spouse music. Take off your blouse music. That house music. Roll up an ounce to it. She got some bounce to it. She bout to bounce to it. That house music. Did you fucking? 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 It's up then. Freestyled, man. God damn. That was freestyled. 
And like obviously afterwards, you know, would there be some arrangement things or some takes would be like, yeah, do that. Yeah, but he felt it. But it was literally like we didn't really know each other, and he would just say, "Come on, come on!" Like I would try to be like talk and direct. He's like, "No, no, no! Just come on, come on, come! On. Just play it again, play it again." <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, but is Chicago? That's a South Side rapper. Yeah. That has, um, you know, his parents showed him house music. You know, Chicago house music, and he knows house music. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He took this that sneak out your house music. Yeah. Cheat on your spouse music. That flow is from old house music true you know what i'm saying um the spoken word part of like who high woo yeah you know, we came here to get get drunk tonight it's so good lit tonight yes might just fuck your bitch tonight like <laughs> if she let me it's but like he's in the booth literally just saying it just saying just speaking it like and i'm just like this is so chicago like the words of that house music when he's like you know who fucking tonight yep who fucking it's up then like that's shit that Chicago people say. It's so fucking cold and raw and authentic, man. Yeah. Chicago to the day I die, man. That we talked about in, that too, like, you know. Dude. Yeah. It all sounds different too for me. I, I honestly yeah. I show people sometimes it's like weird because I'll go to a label or I'll send somebody demos and it's like I have so much shit all over the place, but I go back through my discography and everything sounds a little bit different. Yeah. But still, but other people have told me like you have a sound. I don't even notice it, but I guess I do. And but it, I also feel like everything's a little bit different. You have a soul. Well, good. That's good. That's I hope so. that's what it is. I, like, because I don't think you have a sound. I mean, mm -hmm. your sound is Chicago house music, yeah. right? But like, I think I know this is a Jake Shore Drive song. Well, that's good. I love that. I but love not that. from like, oh, this is that baseline or that kick. Because what makes it a Jake Shore Drive song? I'd like to hear. Like, what do you like? Fucking originality, bro. Like, cool. honestly, like cool. I feel like I already knew the song almost i'm like oh i like this do i know this that's good i've been really big with that lately i was we were talking about it before the the familiarity aspect of it but also the moments that you make in a song yeah for prime example example rock your hips primarily mm -hmm. was not really a very highly produced track mm -hmm. it was a very catchy bass line yep. but who, what's a catchy bass line to the average listener it was just a good bass line a groovy bass line the drums are very simple yeah but it's that watch me rock my hips and make it wig yeah, right whatever yeah, it yeah, is yeah. that's the memorable part that people remember mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's like and that's with any music that some of the best songwriters music when I say a song, you can either hum yes. or say the most important part. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that's how the music listener listens. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's sometimes it's hard as producers to remember that you're making songs for the average listener. Yep. You know, so I think the the speed in which I'm making these music uh, the, these songs now, I've taken a really big step back of worrying too much. I mean, if something sounds like shit, obviously not no bueno, but. Yeah. At the end of the day, dude, nobody gives a shit about that hi hat you put in there, bro. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, do it with integrity. Do things with, you know, um, you know, with intent to to make it dope. But the little fine things, the average listener doesn't care. They don't care. You know what I mean? And so I think true. I think it's important. That's what I've been, and that's I. But that's also why it sounds original and it's got originality to it. I think is because. I'm really just focusing on the mem like the memories of it, like the, the parts that people are going to be like, whoa, yep. either that be a dope vocal or a cool synth that like comes in before the drop 
or you know the 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 dance or the TikTok I made with it. Mm-hmm. You know, just I don't know. Just trying to tell stories with it. Yeah. You know, but I do feel like it's it is starting to lean. It's starting to like really hone in on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my few baseline styles or my few yeah, drum styles. For sure. And I think that's also comes with just finishing music. Yeah, man. You know, you kind of know what works. So I've been piecing a lot of things from old songs. Yeah. That's something Propa showed me. You know, yeah. that guy's got a whole list of all the, all the patches and um, presets that he's used from his old songs. So it's like, oh, I use this and that song. I think I'll go good here. Mm-hmm. And it's dope because it's like, it's a, the the sounds start to become familiar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a classic Jake Shore Drive synth. You know what I mean? Like that's true. Stuff like that. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. You're really like mending it all together to make. I'm it trying. Yourself. I am doing that with intent. Like, yeah, lately. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have starting to take old little pieces and blips and rework them in a sense where you still get the tone or you still get the familiarity, but it's just worked differently. But that's what it's gonna start. It's gonna be like, oh, I heard that somewhere. Oh, I heard it in that house music. That's right. You know, like stuff like that, I think is important to build that sound, you know? So what's it like for you to be playing your music in front of these massive fucking crowds, bro? We've talk, been talking about moments a lot with your first question. That is something that we all dream of. But when you're in that moment uh-huh. and you see Out that body. crowd, it is like, <laughs> it's like, dude, it's insane. I mean, Best one of the best moments, biggest crowd of my entire life was the DJ Snake show, where I was opening up for Nitty Gritty and yeah. then DJ Snake. Yeah. But like, I think a lot of people don't realize like the headliners to those shows really don't come on until like one, two, maybe. Yeah. Most people, when you go to a show, you want to get there like 11, 11 at the latest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I started at like ten thirty, <laughs> and my set went to like twelve thirty, I think, something like that. Holy shit. So I had the whole crowd there. Yeah, dude. The and crowd I, looked insane. And you can't even see, really, past like the first 10 people. But like, at that moment, I'm still that kid mm-hmm. that started at Red Lion. You were having so much fun, And bro. having so much fun. <laughs> and being real with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, some, I, may, I may say that I may get on the mic a little too much sometimes, but <laughs> fuck it. But I'll be real. Yeah. Like, I low-key, like... And like a really small part of it, like where there's like nothing going on. I was like, I literally was out in the mic. I was like, y'all got to understand yeah. that this is just as huge for me as it is cool for you to see this. And like that times my, sh- like things like, I do try and be a showman when I'm up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, a you're lot an entertainer, bro. Well, I watched a lot of WWE. Yes, you fucking did. And honestly, when I'm up there, bro, I think I just think I'm a wrestler. I mean, <laughs> I've like accumulated this move. And you may know the move. I've been hitting like, I've been hitting the, um, oh. I got it from Chris Benoit. Oh. And, you know, he's got his own history. I actually just watched The Dark Side of the Ring with him, which is a great documentary series. Is he your favorite? No, not my favorite. He also, I didn't need to bring light to it. He just is not known for the best things for the end of his career. But oh, yeah, he, sure. made, he made a, he, he made a, uh, him and The Undertaker. Dude, I was just about to do it. When I'm in pure Jake Shore drive mode, yep. when, I, when, when the Jake Shore drive in is, is in six gear, okay? <laughs> and you see me hit one of these, I get like that, that, that deer in the headlight look in my eyes and I'm ready. You've seen it. Like, um, that's that feeling I get. But, you know, little things like pointing people out, like when my songs are playing, like getting that, I'm amped. But I and I'm watching people's faces, and I just take a quick moment to just take somebody a point at somebody in the crowd. Dude, like, I love doing that. 
Well, imagine you're it's in the crowd. Fucking awesome. Yeah, and the DJ does that to I've you. I've gotten pointed at by a big DJ, and it's I'm like, like, they just saw me. Right, dude. And it's like, it goes back to like the humi- the hum- the humility of it all. It's like, what yeah. do what just what do what do people want? Like people want that that want to feel special. Right. I'm up there feeling special, like it's like ever before. But like, let me show you this. Let me give you a taste. Yo, Be what's part up, of this dude? moment. Yeah, and I think that's what people really gravitate to. Uh, you know, and it's, but yeah, there's no other feeling like playing your song. I got a lot of songs. We haven't talked about it yet, but I hope we get to it. North Coast. I, I was just about to say, okay, cool. Into it. I got a lot of songs and I showed you most of them <laughs> for North Coast that I am so excited. I really understand now like testing out songs. Yes. That's another big thing for me too. And I, yeah, yeah. I learned that from a, a, a James Hype class that I took is like making the songs are great. Taking it to your CDJs and looking at the waveform and how it stands up to other songs is another huge thing I've yep. taken. Um, it's allowed me to do my mixes and masters a little bit on my own more. Yeah. Uh, when I'm trying to do really quick, but going out and testing it out mm-hmm. and seeing what the reaction is and seeing how it fits and how yeah. it, how it just flows, that's a huge part of it. It really Absolutely. is a huge part of it. And it is so overwhelmingly rewarding when you get that feedback. Mm-hmm. Um or you know something like with rock your hips, when like now when I announce it, I do I play a specific ver- version of rock your hips on my live shows. I play the original version that has both the verses. Yes. That nobody else can ever hear because I can't put it out that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I eat I play lean into that. Yes. This is a song that some of you may know me for. Yeah. It goes by it goes it's rock your hips right and then I'll say but. This is the exclusive version that I only play at my live shows. Now people feel like they've paid for something, right? It's like they got something that they're never going to see anywhere else. And I think some of the best DJs do this. Those live edits are things that they'll never release. You can only hear at their shows. But the cool part about that song, you know, is that people know it. Mm -hmm. They do the fucking dance. And they do the dance. It's just so (laughs) crazy. Like, that is crazy, man. Like, uh, it is an an awesome feeling. It's an awesome. How about, you mean, you too? Playing your shit? Like... It's strange, bro. It's I strange. always, I, 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 in my head, I'm like, nervous. Oh, yeah. If you don't get nerves before the shows that we do, or in, as a DJ in general, if you don't get nerves, you don't care. There's a difference between like so nervous wreck true. and like the steel butterflies. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, I just get into the, the butterfly, the butterfly effect, right? Or that's not even I'm like, here effect. we go. But yeah. And you know what's funny is uh, the last one I did. The last big show I did was my first ever Lollapalooza after show ah, for, for side piece, which was cool. Really cool. But you know what? I went to Lala beforehand like mm-hmm. a normal person. Yep. And like I said, there's a difference between being like some of, some of these big shows. I've been kind of like a – it's consumed my whole day from start to finish. This one, I wasn't like that. I went to Lala. had a good time. Yeah. Ran into a few of your buddies. Yeah. Told them exactly this. Yeah. Went right into Concord. And just lit it up. Fuck yeah. Just it was it tur- it's turning into another night in Chicago for yeah, us. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Which yeah. is like, and I don't mean to sound it like I like it's not a big deal. It's fucking huge for me. Of course. But we're entering the comfort zone. Not mm. the comfort zone, but just we're getting we're doing it with swag. Yeah. Which You've like we've been here before. Yeah, we've been there. And so that's where you you shine because I'm up there having a good time with it. I'm laughing. Yeah. You know, I'm having a good time and like, I'm just, people can sense that, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's what people want to see. Not some DJ that, Keeps even if you are down. massive and big, like 
you know, if I see DJ Snake just up there like just fucking jamming, yeah. it's like fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. it's cool. It's cool shit. It's cool shit, man, for sure. God damn, bro. And dude, this is gonna be a massive festival for you. You got your playing North Coast. Sunday, six to seven PM. I want to promote it right now because this is gonna be out in time. Yeah. North Coast, Road to North Coast has yes. been going, but it is yeah. in the we're at the thick of it now. Sixteen days, seven fifteen days, something like that. I have to I'm I have to promote this. I'm running the, their TikTok, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> this is gonna be on their yeah, TikTok. If you have it is. Yeah. If you haven't, yeah, that's what we we gotta put this in. Um it's it's more real than ever for me personally. Yep. It is uh my second festival. Uh, I'm super excited. It's hometown vibes. Yeah, man. We got hometown advantage. It's home court. And I'm I'm playing at six PM. Perfect that time. I think honestly that's probably the one of the best, if you're not a headliner yeah. and you're kind of still a local artist, which I still consider myself a local artist, yeah. that's an insane set time because it's everybody who's going to the fest is probably there at that point yeah. at that time. Of course they are. Or people that have been there and they're now settled in. Yeah. You're at a point where you're at a time in the day where you're not conflicting with that those headliners or the major artists. Seven o'clock is when you I'm know, serious, and yeah. not to take away any credit from the artists that are also playing at the same time as me. Right. But I think the artists that are playing at the same time as me are just completely different vibes. Mm -hmm. So if you are there at that moment, 6 p.m. for house music, Chicago house music, you know where to go. Fire pit, Mad Max vibes, fire pit. <laughs> it's going to get hot. Yeah. I got a lot of cool fucking music to showcase. God damn. Um, I'm, I'm even contemplating bringing my little niece out. She's a little TikTok dancer. Fuck yeah. And like the fact that like we can say that, like I'm going to bring you out in front of God knows how many people. Because that's the, that's the thing. Like if it was just a regular random time. Right. I don't know if there would be that many people there. And I'm not afraid to say that. I get that. It's part of being in the festival circuit for the first time, working your way up. Mm -hmm. It happens. Not a big deal. But like 6 p.m. I'm almost guaranteed like overflow. I'm almost for sure. I'm almost guaranteed that there's going to be people there. And it's like, look at you. Yeah, dude, it's it's fucking nuts because this is North Coast. This has been going on for what, 10 years, 12 years, 11 years, something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is huge. I've been going to North Coast since I was a kid myself. This is one of the best festival lineups for oh, the, the lineup, entire yeah. summer on a nationwide level. For me, this year to North Coast is like the most special moment of my career because I put a post up about it. Four years ago, I played their silent disco. It was the first mm -hmm. time I had ever played a festival, right? Right. I remember being so nervous, so fucking mm -hmm. prepared, song by song. And then last year, played second slot on the on one of the big stages. Mm -hmm. So nervous, crushed it. Yeah. In that, that awesome. moment, I was like, I am born to do this. Oh yeah. Right. And this year, I'm playing the Diplo stage for an hour and a half, and I'm doing a three-hour takeover. At the silent disco. I'll be there. Combining. Yeah, you're getting on the decks. Combine. Revealed one of the guests. Shit. <laughs> combining everything. Yeah. Full circle, too. Full circle, man. And it just is like a really, really special thing for me on a oh, personal yeah, level. Yeah. As it should be. And I'm going to be giving away free merch that's exclusive Absolutely. to North Coast. <laughs> Fucking hats. Let's go. Like, this is just. What a way to end summertime yeah. shy. What a fucking way to bang it out. Not to mention, let's just, we'll keep it general, yeah. but there's a lot.
going on in the city there on that is, weekend. Yes. There's a lot going on for Chicago music that weekend. We don't need so to get into speaking. We don't need to name any names, but because I love everybody and I yeah. love Chicago in general, but yeah. it's good for the fucking culture, man. It is. On top of that, what a homie fest homie it's going to be. Fest. I mean, it's everything you dream of. It is. You get a big stage, big crowd, people from all over the world, one of the biggest festivals you can imagine <laughs> in Chicago, in the Midwest, let it be crazy lineup. The fact that we're going to have artist passes with the artists that are going to be there is yeah. crazy networking opportunities for ourselves. But the 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 fact that we're going to be backstage and be like, what's up, dude? Yeah. How are you? Hey. How's it going? And I'm going to look <laughs> at you and you're going to look at me and I'm just going to laugh. Wanna, I'm just going to be, ah, hey, Fisher, what brings you here? You know, hey, Armin, how was the flight? Homie fest. Yeah, dude. And like that is just. And also, shout out to the decision makers. Yeah. No, shout out to Collective, man. Goes back. I'll say shout out to Collective. Yep. On the other end, shout out to or ours. Or yeah. I always mess up that up. Yeah. Shout out to N uh, those are, you know some big cats, but there's also some smaller people that are, are, and I don't want to scale it down to their size, but just some people that are doing more boutique stuff. House yeah. calls. Love the people at house calls. Yep. Um, I think stuff for that on all ends of it is so pivotal for this city to grow. We talked about it earlier. You could be the older guys with the decision making yeah, and, and, and be gatekeeping and not understand that you need to usher in the new, mm -hmm. the young, the hungry in order to keep this thing rolling. Yep. I truly think we are in now the rebirth, dare I say, the rebirth of Chicago house music. Dude. Because I like down. I, a lot of people, and I'd like to talk about it, a lot of people, they always say Chicago's the you know birthplace of house music. Yeah. And that's at, at, at a, in a generational aspect, yeah, for sure. And yeah. to some people that are a little bit older than us, when yeah. But if you ask me about my club experience in Chicago mm -hmm. and being out in the club scene or uh, you know, for the last however many years, specifically the year 2016. Yeah. Height of hip hop in the clubs, height of the bottle service model, yep. height of, you know, it being more catered to who's spending money on tables. Yeah. Um, that experience when Instagram was kind of coming in and that aesthetic yeah. and the perfection of it all. Yeah. You need, that's what the look was. Yeah. I am going to argue to say nothing against that model and nothing against the venues. But I've noticed a very big shift from that. Mm -hmm. And it also correlates with the, the way that house music has become more of a household name. It's not yeah. just EDM anymore. House music yeah. um, is, is such a big thing. And and with comes that is the experience that mm. people provide now at their places. Yeah. Um, selfless plug. Over at Fame Nightclub. Yeah. They run a house music and sushi. Yeah. I that's a it's awesome. Yep. It's 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 beautiful. Mm. I think it's so cool. Yep. Uh, it's different. It's food and house music. It's a vibe. <laughs> I think and people are not coming there to necessarily I mean, of course they people, you know, they want sales, they want to they want people to spend money. Yeah. But they want experience. And yeah. that's what people want to see. Same with house calls. House calls is giving an intimate experience. That's the scene. That's the fucking scene. Those are the people that are driving the the movement yep. forward, right? You look at places like um, smart bar, right? My, I want to mm -hmm. give a shout out to my people at Manifest, mm -hmm. Zoe Glass and Abigail, yeah, yeah. right? I know the names, yeah. Dude, they put on some really fucking sick events. That's like house music, yeah. no fucking sacrifices. Yeah. Like the, you're coming to this event, you go for the event, they barely even need a lineup. They barely need a lineup. The budget ain't that big. No! But, but like, it's like guys like us that could either say, I ain't doing that, or 
I, again, goes back to that ushering in, farming, understanding of the growth and the mindset of how something works. This, what we're in right now, dare I say it, could be the Netflix documentary in 15, 20 years oh. that's, that's titled The Rebirth of Chicago House Music. You know, and, and, and let's give credit where credit's due. There's the people that have been in between that time, yeah. like I, we talked about, but John Summit yeah, no, he's, is, he's, is paving and leading the way again. He absolutely is. Um, and a great dude. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to actually talk with funny story about him, which yeah. I've told, I get a DM on my TikTok back in like May, June from said John Summit, mm -hmm. young Juan Summy. <laughs> um, and I wanted so bad to like post it out there, but I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. He, just, he took some time. I'll say it here though. Uh, hit me up and was like, yo, man, I see what you, everything that you're doing. And I think it's so cool that we're both from Chicago and we're doing this thing. And I'm sitting here like, what am I doing? Like you're fucking, <laughs> you know, what, what do you mean? What do you, what, but he took the time out of his day to, to share that with me. On top of that, then goes, I don't know if you remember this, but we actually DJed together at Red Lion back at U of I. And I'm like, what? I don't remember. Holy it's probably shit. drunk. But he remembered that. Wow. And that just opened up some lines of communication between me and him. But it's more so just that, like, I see you and what we're doing right here mm -hmm. is meaningful. It means something. And, like, I just think, how cool is that if we are part of something that we don't even know yeah. yet? You know what I mean? And I think other people are seeing it. It kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier. We are so blessed yeah. to be in this city and have so many opportunities. You know, I've, I've contemplated moving. Um, Nashville was on the list just because yeah. I can see that there's something bubbling there in Nashville. Yeah, but sure. not a lot of opportunities for cats out there nah. to go into places and just play house music. No. It still is very controlled and very, um, you know, venue-led which obviously a venue should always have say in the music. I mean, like, it's country music capital. Yeah. And it is country yeah. music yeah. capital of the yeah. world. And they have obviously have room to play other other things. But it's just, we are so spoiled with the opportunities that we have here, the culture that we have here. Mm -hmm. Understanding the, the scale of, this, of the culture where we do have some big fish. Yeah. But it's the small fish that make the stream go. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And, it's, well and it, it's really huge that guys like me and you yeah. see that. And mm -hmm. understand the power of that, yeah. you know, and um, even if I can help in any way, even just by showing up or, you know, um, I'll be open. And I right now I'm in I, I'm in contact with the people over at House Calls, mm -hmm. a friend named Drew. Yep. Um, you know, I'm reached out to him about I, I told him I'd like to help him move along on the TikTok side of things for, yeah. for House Calls. Yep. Um, not. He's a very smart kid in general. He is. Um, but just because I care about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like I want to see it flourish. I want. I don't need to be in it. I don't need to. But I want to see it flourish. I really love what it's doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and he understands that too. And, you know, again, it's like it kind of goes like you can be mad at TikTok and cringe at it. Or you can understand that it can change your fucking life. Yep. You know? And that's kind of what I start with, with anybody I consult with is like, there's no better time than now mm -hmm. to go take that leap and just try it out. You have nothing to lose. You know, he gets it. And I think he's smart enough that with a couple meetings with me and what I can help, you know, him understand, it's like, boom, 
Yep. They can now be the the boutique place that you come to when you visit Chicago. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. Some people, I think a lot of venue owners and like promoters, they don't see outside of Chicago and they're like, why would I want somebody from my... How many people visit Chicago on a given Dude. weekend? How many people do you think visit Chicago on a given summer weekend? Uh, from- it's one of the biggest travel destinations in the right. world, actually. And I will tell you straight out, fact, TikTok search is more used than Google search nowadays. Yeah. Look it up. Pretty, fact check me, but I'm pretty sure. I almost honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. I believe it. Well, look, I went to Tampa one time and I typed in, you know, instead of doing Google, ten things to do in Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> I typed it in TikTok. Yeah. Because you have real people going to these places showcasing it. Yeah, to you. yeah, yeah. And if house calls is ten places to go listen to house music in Chicago and it's buzzing at number one or whatever, popping up because they've taken the time to put themselves out there, it's handheld, it's authentic, it's in, it's, it's, you're giving the real experience. There's no production to it. Yeah. You're gonna go. You're gonna go because it also doesn't seem too big for you to go. It's like, this looks yeah. like something I can handle. Yeah. And then when you go there, you get the real aspect of it. That's, it's people that just wanna dance. Yep. They wanna meet people, they wanna dance. That's They're it. all there for one common reason. It ain't yep. to flash their bottles, it's not, it's to the experience. Yeah. And it's a great way to get, very intimately close with artists that are either about to do a lot of big things yeah. or, or artists that are already doing big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they've had a lot of cool names in there too. No, so for sure. I think, you know, coming back to what we started talking about here is just like North Coast, the Chicago culture, the, yeah. the homey aspect of it, us moving up in it, but also understanding that there's a lot of other key players. Just this, the, the rebirth, everything. I think, man, I've been a lot of places. <laughs> Chicago is just so different. Fucking different. It's different, as the kids say. Different. Right? I'm smelling the roses here, year round. Yeah, dude. And like, man, it's just such a. When you go other places, you realize one, Midwest people are a brand, a breed of their own. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're a breed of their own. But like, just the scene and the camaraderie and like everything, man. It's just there's a there's a lot of like cool really feel good stories yeah, that man. can come out of here too. You know what I mean? And it's just like Chicago. It's Chicago. Chicago. There's no better way to put it. I can't even explain it to you. It's just like, it's Chicago. We're a different, we are a different breed, man. We, we moved to a different beat and uh, no pun intended with house music, but it just in general, just the way that people are and uh, that kindness and camaraderie and openness and neighborly feel, you don't get that everywhere. No, you don't. You Especially really in a don't. city like this. Yeah, you really don't. So I think it makes perfect sense why our music scene is like that. And goes back to what you said, win together. Let's win together. Everybody. Let's be the, like you look at, what are some huge rap groups that came full force as a group, right? You got like NWA, mm. you got- G-Unit. G-Unit, yeah. You got, <laughs> uh, oh, who am I missing here? I Dem mean, franchise So ones? many. <laughs> there's definitely some more like yeah yeah, um, yeah i got you but still just like that aspect of it like let's get on a double xl magazine for house music and have yeah. like the homies sitting on there like All chicago, chicago house homies. music is here yeah welcome to the rebirth let's uh, uh, damn i claimed it right now you heard it first fuck if it hasn't already started it is right now we're in the womb it's the rebirth is coming just soon taking a mental notes got it Time 18th oh you're just putting out I take a break for a piss. Let's, we're, we're coming to a close. Can really? you hold it? I can hold it. <laughs> I, can hold it. I forgot what time it was. It's the strawberry lemonade. Yeah, what you put in that thing? Jake, this has been uh, 
such a fucking incredible return, bro, for me. I'm and excited. There were so many good things going on, man. And I just want to tell you on a personal level how thankful I am for you. And appreciate uh, you, bro. I Same. really have a, a profound amount of respect for you and your work ethic and what you do. And I know you feel that about me, and you're probably going to say it, but you don't have to mm. because it goes both ways, man. I appreciate that, man. And yeah, it does. I think what a lot of people don't realize is I didn't know you two years ago. Yeah, you you approached me like shot my shot. How many yeah. times have I said that? Yeah. Shot my shot and just asked. Just gotten your. I saw what you're doing. You said let's. I want to meet you. Let's hang out. And you. Yeah. You just like I'm fucking impressed me. And honestly. then you also saw. It goes both ways though. Again, helping people that want to help themselves. You saw that I'm not just some Joe Schmo looking for. You a were. You were very genuine. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing something right, but. Just to let the viewers know and understand just like what it really means to be from Chicago and doing this, how we're doing it, everything I just said. I didn't know this cat two years ago. Yeah. Two years later, we have become best friends. He's at my wedding. At his wedding, <laughs> uh, which, yeah, was amazing. And it's just like it really shows you the power of music, but also just the power of two individuals that are really yeah believe in something and want something and like – your wife now said, <laughs> when you love something or love somebody, yeah. you let people know it. And I yeah. think that's the way the world should be, bro. Damn, so bro. kudos to you, man. Because Thanks, you're, that's something that more people should look after, I think. If you love something or you care about something, let people know about it. Don't hide your loves, bro. So. Was those your vows to me? Yeah. That was good. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I've had such a good time. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for anybody who's watching this. I hope you got something out of if it. If you made it to the fucking end, thank you for tuning in. Yeah. My everybody, dad will. Everybody watches. My, dad, my dad will too. Yeah, my dad will. Thanks oh. for watching, dads. <laughs> Mr. P, Mrs. Mr. S. Yeah, go hug your dads, man. <laughs> go hug your fucking dads. For sure. Much love, everybody. Love you, buddy.